0: Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a room of rejected mascot memorabilia. Is it real? No one knows. But we do know NJM is proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. NJM. There's no place to escape to. This
1: is the last time. On the left.
0: Side stories.
1: That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side (laughs) stories. Yes. Just another episode of Side Stories. That's it, buddy. Just me and Ben Kissel. Keeping it real. Keeping it real <laughs> something.
0: Keeping it you know real it loose. Is?
1: You know how that is, man. got to keep your sneakers clean.
0: Yeah, dude. I haven't been able to do a good job of that. I've been wearing my you Nikes. Need, you
1: need to start I bought them.
0: the Nikes. I bought the shoe wipes, but I just haven't
1: used them. Because you know what? They're just going to get dirty as soon as I go outside again anyway. The idea is you got to keep mint. You know what I do, and this is true, and it's really nice. I keep the wipes next to the toilet, and I have two wipes. So now Uh I have my butt wipes, and then I have my shoe wipes, and then what I do is, while I'm shitting, I take the time to use that time period to clean my shoes. That's disgusting. That is as gross as
0: Kramer cooking, or, yeah, that is as gross as Kramer when he started cooking in his shower. That is Why? exactly what, because you're not supposed to be doing that. You shouldn't, you can't do something hypersanitary while you're doing something extremely unsanitary, like going to the bathroom.
1: My shoes are not sanitary no matter how clean they are. I'm not cleaning my shoes and then putting a slice of pizza on the bottom of them and using mm. it as a plate. When I Good clean though. my shoes, it's purely aesthetic. I'm not tongue kissing these shoes. I'm not rubbing them on my genitals and then spending time with my family. I am uh-huh. cleaning these shoes just purely surfacely. And so much like my Beehole, which also must be clean surfacely because, it's because I can't get in her. I can't clean it inside well, because, sure, you know, sure. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not starting that process. Why right. start now? Yeah. So I start with the shoes. It's just nice to maximize your time. All right. Well, this is Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben with Shoe Wipe Henry
0: Zabrowski. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, buddy. I think that's and a you little take controversial.
1: I don't think so. You take an especially dirty pair of shoes and you leave them in the bathroom so that whenever you're shitting, you can clean them. But yeah, you know, I just feel like back in the day,
0: people used to do those things. They used to like, uh, what was that? Fast Times at Richmond High. The guy he's masturbating in the bathroom, and now you're at yeah. a certain age where you're just cleaning your shoes. And I'm I still just feel masturbating like, in the bathroom. I, I think that's sad. I think that's Why? very. I don't know. I just feel like you should be focused, focused on what you're doing, focus on the work at hand, and the work at I hand, mean, my friend,
1: is not cleaning shoes. It's I taking care I, you of know it's what? excavating waste. In in your c- crooked point, I do should I should m- make more time to be in the present,
0: and that's I should what I'm be saying. in the present
1: more often because that that and I, I understand that and that's, and it's a gift our time is given here. Um, that's why they call it the present. Which I heard before. that. I heard but that. But at the same time, maximizing time. Warren Buffett. You think Warren Buffett just takes a shit? No, man. Warren Buffett is probably compounding that. Doing real estate deals. I don't know.
0: I think Warren Buffett does a surprisingly few amount of things during the day. I think it's I one think of the largest he's a lies. I think he's a fucking liar. Well, I think it is one of the larger lies that we as a people have created when it comes to the billionaire class that they're very busy. Because by nature, they have nothing to do. Because they're billionaires. What do you mean? How do they get the billions of dollars? They just sit there and they watch the mathematical thing—the the, the the Wall Street jackpot.
1: Man, we do everything dumb and hard.
0: Yeah, we do. Um, all right. Well, speaking of, uh, well, neither of those things. Let's talk about that young girl now. This, yeah, so this, yo- <laughs> this, this is a situation. So Natalia, she's Ukrainian. She mm. was adopted, and there was a lot of speculation, I'm not going to say just on our show, on other shows as well. Many, many, many shows, many, shows, been, many great trusted,
1: many trusted platforms. There's a lot of people that have been talking about this story, uh, that, I mean, again, the, the most important story in the news cycle right now, by far, absolutely continues to far. be, um, and Ugh, the, far. so we know, again, Christina, Michael Barnett, they adopted Natalia Mons. Um, they adopted Natalia, uh, and when they in 2010, they believed her to be six years old. The Christine Barnett has gone on to say that she believes that Natalia was actually 22 with the most nefarious version of homicidal dwarfism that anyone's ever had and she tried to kill did the whole family did. and they abandoned her by moving her into an apartment they moved her in an apartment so she be they would keep their family safe and then the whole family moved to Canada to further pursue the prodigy career of her young son who is now a physics professor i believe at the age of he's either 12 or 15
0: I, I heard he's 22. So this is what's so interesting about this story. Now Natalia, obviously she got some bad press, and maybe she was doing a little bit of the poisoning of the yogurt. Maybe. Which I, a little bit. Don't poison little. breakfast. Don't poison breakfast. And by the way, I know the su- super sweet good liquid that goes into cars is called antifreeze. What? Um, it is. As people were pointing out, would be like because I, I just called that super sweet liquid. But it is antifreeze. It is antifreeze. And, but it is now, supposed to
1: be very sweet, which is why that story of the woman that poisoned her husband over the years, she hid the antifreeze in a Gatorade.
0: Exactly. Because it's kind of sweet taste. Although now I do think they've altered the, uh, the flavor. They ruined the flavor like they're doing with the jewels. I think they just Wait made a it tobacco flavor now or something. They went new Coke with antifreeze. I'm pretty sure they changed it up so it wouldn't taste so dang good to the tongue. But <laughs> no, <laughs> Nonetheless, so this girl is going a little crazy over there. We that that is really not up for debate. Everyone's like, even if she if she is six or eight, it's even scarier that then she's trying to poison the family than if she is 22.
1: Well, there's many things here because now Christine Barnett is in. She they are currently. They're being prosecuted for abandoning a child, and now there's there's a lot of information back and forth saying that Natalia is a kid. Natalia is not a kid, and originally the judge now is now saying that the doesn't even matter if Natalia wasn't a child. It's she still maybe had some form of developmental disableism, so she would she's it's still abandoning somebody that needs a guardian's help. But now we're seeing number one, one of the questions that came from last episode. Is where the hell is Natalia? She's been found. She has since been abducted. She's since been adopted by a family in Indiana, uh, and they are. It is. I believe it's a preacher. It's Antoine Manns, who is a recently ordained pastor, and his wife Cynthia. They're 36 and 39 respectively, and they're saying she's she's full on little girl. Yeah, the friend of the Mons family have said the Mons care
0: for Natalia as if she's their own. There's there's nothing. You're supposed to.
1: That's called adopting a kid.
0: <laughs> no, there's nothing crazy going on or anything these are good people so uh that's what their story is but let me just say this this is, sounds a very similar story it's a very similar story as to barnett yep. and the film orphan of course yes. everyone starts out sweet of that's course that's how that's how you reel them in that's how you, that's that's how that's how you make them trust you and so and the the next, next thing, thing you know he... your car's not starting because
1: the yeah. antifreeze it's in the freezer hanging out with the gatorade it's been mixing your ice cream, and all of a sudden you're driving down the street. And you're like Natalia, you're gonna have a lovely time at dance camp. What's wrong with the brakes? What's wrong with these brakes? And she's like, what is that Ukrainian laugh, Natalia? <laughs> <laughs> the brake lines do not to be cutting themselves. Parachuting out, wow. and then she parachutes out of the back of the fucking car. You're over the clip. Another, another dead. Pastor. And now Which I'm on, I don't think is a problem. I mean, I'm kind of
0: on Natalia's side to the degree that she's just having fun with life. She was born into <laughs> this world. She didn't has <laughs> to be born into this world. She's playing by her own rules. You know, this is this is
1: Ukrainian ingenuity. So here's a couple of things, that, that, that also more additional information. I did see a bit of, a, someone put one of those imager albums together of all of the ways that it shows that Natalia might actually be growing up and ah. she might actually be a child. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not certain. She could still be an evil child. I'm with you, Kissel. I don't know. I think that she could still be a child, but she could be an evil child. But the uh, we got an email from Z. That is a possible explanation for how a seemingly six-year-old could have pubic hair and periods, which was the big thing, as she said, when when Christine Barnett first gave Natalia a bath. She was full-on Lena Dunham down there. She was a full bush, right? So what we're going to see is it's possible is according disgusting. to science. This that is disgusting. disgusting.
0: Let's just get through this part that you really wanted to do. Okay, this is written by a woman. Yes. This is a female perspective.
1: No, yeah. This isn't a man sending me like pictures of his own bush and saying, like, you can see this is my okay. first fucking hair. I got this when I was five. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Precocious puberty is a rare medical condition when a child's brain prematurely starts to produce the gonod- gonadotropin releasing hormone. G N R R H. Yeah. Nailed it. Gonadotropin, which triggers the production of estrogen and testosterone. Basically, children can start to experience puberty at a very young age. And I tell you what, I really experienced puberty. Not at a young age. I don't think you hit puberty until you were 17. You should have seen the way I used to sexy dance as a boy in my room. I used to do weird little erotic dances in front of the mirror. It was fun. It was a way for me to release. Uh Under 8 for girls and 9 for boys. It's unclear what exactly triggers this. I think it's seeing your first Chuck Norris movie. I don't think that's true. it's been linked to a variety of genetic disorders, trauma to the brain, or tumors. In addition to causing the development of sex organs and body hair, it can also advance bone age of the child. A child with precocious puberty hits their growth spurt earlier, causing them to initially be much taller than their peers, but they also stop growing much sooner, usually only growing to five feet or or lower. Maybe this is me. Precocious puberty also sounds like what fucking Ella Fanning went through.
0: Ah, don't know what that's Because that they're
1: means. so smart. They're so smart. Okay. Now, so possible, so I'm going to just do this long story short. child with precocious purity are more likely to be victims of abuse, especially sexual abuse, although it's more so caused by children developing secondary sex characteristics than pedophilia. They're also more likely to develop mental illness, especially in girls. Boys are more likely to become hyper-aggressive. Their social and cognitive abilities can also be affected. So who knows? All right. Well, it looks like that's the best answer
0: so far. And growing up in Ukraine, war-torn Ukraine, probably not the easiest life So you know what, Natalia, we are pushing, we're, we're rooting for you. Don't kill his family. Just, you know, you're in Indiana, so death would be something that they crave. So don't even give it to them.
1: No, um, exactly. Just, she could be one of those blood diamond child soldiers I from Ukraine. Do they have them still? I don't think
0: that's where the blood diamond trade was. Ukraine isn't no, no, really no. known for their unbelievable gems.
1: No, it comes from the Karna Gems. That's what's in Ukraine. Mm. Uh, but that, those those war-torn little boys and little girls are out there fighting over the yams and the rock soup for the Czars of Ukraine.
0: That is a history lesson given by a drunken uncle that should never be allowed near a school. All right well speaking of people who shouldn't be allowed near a school we hear this story we hear this story come up about every three months right Casey Anthony pokes her little uh, groundhog head up through the uh, through through the sand and the muck and says hello. I'm thinking about having another baby. What do you think about this story? This is according to People Magazine. Casey Anthony is considering having another child. I, I mean, she said her biological clock is ticking. She's got to get this thing going and kicking inside of her and screaming on the way out as it realizes that its mother is Casey Anthony, what do you
1: think is going to happen here?
0: I I mean, is it going to be the lawyer? Is, Is she still dating? She's still married to that lawyer guy. I think she is.
1: I don't know if she's married to a lawyer guy. Last I, heard, last I had heard was that she was involved with a private investigator. Yes. One of the people that worked on her trial that she became sort of a pseudo-girlfriend slash co-worker of. And yes, her uterus just pop every once in a while out saying like, remember me? Remember the carnage? <laughs> Which I, you know, again, it's her right. Sure. According to the law, she is innocent. Right? Yeah, no, she
0: can. have Even if she wasn't, she is, I think she could still have a child, technically. She has
1: been exonerated. So, she can have this child. And maybe it's good for her to have a second chance. That maybe, just maybe, this time she doesn't kill it. And I think that that's more than most. Some people smoke Ooh. throughout their whole pregnancy knowing it's bad, right? So, yeah, but in the end, is it? Is it worse to grow a baby inside of you with booze and alcohol... And weed fucking modules all of it side to infant right and it comes out all crooked backed like a stephen king side character sure or is it better to let it have a full healthy almost four years alive and then you just nip it in the bud then before well, life gets hard because I'm it's really say, around five or six when life gets hard
0: well oh yeah that's tough to say around that time though for sure um i think she's going to be heavily monitored I'm pretty sure if Casey Anthony does have a child, every time she takes that child out on a walk, people are going to look in, make sure the child's still breathing. It'll be like all those old mob movies where they poke the child with a pin to make sure it does uh, – well, in this case, to make sure it flinches in those mob movies it's to make sure it's actually dead. Or put like a mirror <laughs> underneath its nose to see if there's any air coming out. Like they're going to ha- – this is going to be – you know what it takes? It takes a – takes a community – it, ta- mm. it it takes a large group of people to raise a baby. And in this case, it's going to take a large community to make sure that this baby is still alive every single
1: day. <laughs> she also... Whoever she ends up with's gonna be named Derek and he's gonna be a backup dancer for somebody. Oh of I course. feel like that's in that's sort of in the mix here is but that it's gonna be some form of rapper. It is either gonna be a, a SoundCloud rapper, Whoa. or it's going to be some form of I wanna say lawyer, show business Dude, lawyer to okay. go in there.
0: It's all um, coming together now because we were talking before the show, Takashi 69, he's gotta go into protective custody. Where is it safer? Than to be around Casey Anthony, America's most hated woman. No one's going to bother him. He hooks up with Casey Anthony. They have a child together. Takashi has a, a life reborn. I think that this is a match made in heaven. You know who I'm looking up? If it's it's Puck from weird World from Real San Francisco Real World. Puck actually
1: uh, is he dead? I'm pretty sure he's beat a lot of human beings, mostly I women. Mean, this is what I'm saying. This is a good guy to get in there to everybody can revamp. Everybody. This is a revamp, huh? You get, what's his name? His name is David Rainey. You get Puck in there. I think he could do it. Puck is probably 60 years old now and still
0: eating peanut butter with his bare fingers.
1: Let me see if he doesn't have his age anywhere.
0: Yeah, I think he's forever young. But remember him with Pedro? And then Pedro
1: was like, yo, bro. Yeah. Open 20, as of 2013, he's forbidden to leave Los Angeles County. (laughs) so yeah that's going to be difficult she'd have to move to socal which she could do she's already in southern florida so she i mean it's kind of a hop skip it's essentially same lifestyle but just different humidity levels why is it when someone is horrible they're like you can't leave this
0: state like shouldn't they be like you can't come back here get out of this good you you go to wyoming go away yes you you get sent right to wyoming puck and see if you can (laughs) survive
1: around the buffalo I mean, maybe he could find some much-needed peace. You know who I also would put up there as possible? Maybe almost opposite. If Michelle Obama would release Barack Obama for the relationship for one week and for him to go and put a baby inside of her. Mm -hmm. And then she has the pressure... Of holding Barack Obama's baby inside her, and then she needs to sit and wonder, like, how much is it worth it? Because number one, if she kills the baby, she becomes number one right-wing celebrity of all time. Oh, that's actually a
0: good point. But maybe that's what she's going to go with.
1: I mean, I know she loves RGB, but I mean, who does it? Who does it? But but the part of it is, it's not about the politics. It's about getting back on top. And isn't it better to rule in hell than serve in heaven?
0: I could see it. Tommy Lauren, Casey Anthony, Laura Ingram, a (laughs) three-woman, triple-headed snake, speaking to her. That
1: could be very big. Tops off, pundits out. That's what it's called. (laughs) The whole thing is a tops off... Fucking right wing pundit no, tour. To this is it. a lot of stuff. I'm just saying this no, is we're if, spin, if, we're, honestly, if I'm gonna be a fucking manager one yeah. day, this is the kind of stuff I'm gonna shoot out at some of my my um, regrettable clients.
0: No, this is this has been a great news core like elevator pitch. As soon as I see Rupert Murdoch the next time, I'm gonna let him know we have an idea. And we got an when idea. that show comes to fruition and we are EPs on it and we're making money on top of money, and all we have money to do money on top and eat of pizza. money.
1: Sit oh. there, Warren Buffett style. Ugh. Let my fucking ass turn into pancake batter. And all my knees do is make that money.
0: But then the irony is, of course, Barack Obama's in the production game now. So we yep. could actually re- we could have a show produced by Obama. Woo. Oh, my God. The whole thing is coming together. Woo. It's too perfect. Anyway, so that is a little bit of Casey Anthony news. And I'm just going to say this. I will believe it when I see it. I think she just likes to pepper these ideas out into the media so that she can get uh, her 15 minutes of fame. Uh, she's legitimately to down to nothing. She's
1: just grasping a straw. She maybe makes 40 grand a year. So she is trying to she's trying to get it going as much as humanly possible. I, I am surprised she didn't. She never I mean, 40 did the- cheese is a lot. Oh, but yeah. I'm, but I it's mean, more like her having to. to I mean,
0: cause kids cost money. Kids have money, or kids cost money, yeah. Um, but with her, I am surprised that she did not take the porno deal. I'm very surprised. I'm surprised we haven't seen one. I think, the dealers, I think the deal is still out there. I think Hustler still has it out
1: on the table. But I don't know. I guess she's too classy for it. No, I think that she, it's, it's not that she's too classy. She's waiting until it hits peak. Because you could also spend, you could also make a special where you get a bunch of guys together to impregnate Casey Anthony. And uh, you do pornos. Yeah, you could. With No condoms with a bunch of eligible bachelors that wanna make the baby. And then you sell the sex videos. And then what you do is either that or you wait until which one, like you can have people either put money on which one catches. It's not that much far. It's not that
0: much <laughs> different than The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. So I could see that happening. Um, all right. Well, let's do. Let's see here, Henry. We've got to move on. Did you hear about this story, Henry, about this couple that broke on t- uh, into the billboard in Auburn Hills and
1: played a uh, porno? You're saying couple. It's like two teenage boys. No, I mean, that's a couple. That is a couple. Unless they are kissing. Even if they're they're younger, they're like literally two young they're like two young boys. But of course, I mean, that makes me
0: feel better about the story, though. If it was two year old dudes who were just like into Guilf <laughs> porn, I'd be like, "That's a little weird." This is what young kids should be doing. I think, I think so. You know, I mean, obviously now they're
1: gonna thro- I think throw the this, book at them, but which it, is unfortunate because I feel like they, you know, they're having fun. It's a joke. That's fun. They're destabilizing. It's the most innocent way of being the Joker.
0: It you know, let really him have is. it.
1: Because even I was thinking about what a good way to start, like, maybe if we, what well, we need the edge. When we need the edge in pitches, what I was starting to do is start putting that new Joaquin Phoenix-style Joker makeup on and just going outside the bill and going, what's everybody upset about? I'm just a clown. I'm just a clown. Just to turn up the heat. I love it. So these kids, they're facing 90
0: days in jail or a $500 fine. Um, but, you know, I know you're not supposed to play porno on billboards. I get it. Whatever. Um, But as far as children going, like, I don't want to get serious here, but we got people shooting up Walmarts. We got kids doing much crazier things. For me, in a world that we have to worry about mass violence on an endless scale, a little porno on a billboard is almost a breath of fresh air tale. It's just sex. Yes, it's just sex. And, And my understanding was
1: it's relatively mundane.
0: Yeah, so it's not will- like,
1: I mean, like I think it's different if it's like a woman getting gaped by a fucking horse, like an actual horse. Well, that horse. is
0: much different, yes.
1: That's different I, in, in ways. Oh, I don't know what's appropriate <laughs> anymore. I just, I, I feel that if for, for ha, mainstream consumption, <laughs> P and V, even P and B, where if it's dudes or women, that's just normal.
0: That's just it's totally fine. Even
1: trans trans and, and them all having sex in their various different ways. It's just P's and Vs or P's and B's or, or in M's. It's is it is and M's. Is
0: this how you're going to explain sex to your child? Because they are gonna be immensely confused. It sounds like a uh an arithmetic equation here.
1: No, sounds I'm like gonna calculus. do a fully I'm gonna have I'm gonna hire actors to do fully clothed reenactments of making <laughs> love. Just so my kids can see what it would be <laughs> that like. That will be
0: perfect. And I'll anyway. just get a big like a,
1: a big bunch of sheets of ham put on a target and be like, let's see if you can find the clit with this blindfold on. And I think that that's important. Yes. So that they can, I think that sex ed should also choose, should also include sex techniques. That's great, you know,
0: because that's how they do it in the U.S. military when they train people for combat. They just do it like real goofy, you know, like everyone's wearing like cosplay outfits. And then when the soldiers actually get to real war, they're like, oh ah, man, this is like, yeah, ah, this is nothing like fuck. that. So when your child finally does see a vagina, he's like, this doesn't look like baloney at all. Um, I have no idea what to do here. It's going to make a uh, really uncomfortable situation even worse.
1: No, it's about getting used to get, just getting in there. All right. Well, there you go. I don't go. know if that's good or bad. I don't want him to do it to people. I'm not making him do it to the, the, the landlady.
0: I, the, not like the film Kingpin. <laughs> no. Ah, no. That movie is <laughs> great, by the way. Cons- <laughs> that, and that wraps up that last section perfectly because we mentioned Takashi 6 9 He may have to go become Amish. And then, of course, uh, Kingpin regarding The Landlord Lady. That film is hilarious. Check it out. We have to plug it. We We have to plug plug it it. It now. Now we do. And speaking of that, we have the interview with the director of Zombieland coming out October 7th. So make sure to check that out.
1: Henry and I loved it. And I think the interview was great. Right, Henry? It was really fun to talk with somebody that has the power to cast me in the future. (laughs) Live from
0: your grave. Right from your grave. Well, let's move
1: on here. Henry, oh, here! what, what I want to do tales the story. do you I want, want, do story. Okay, I want I want to do the, the story. Okay, I us do the story. All right, this is the story of a man who believes he shot an alien. Whoa. Now, this is, I, I can't wait for this book to come out. No, this comes from the uh, app, which is part of the USA Today Network by <laughs> Eric Larson. Um, in a new book, a retired Air Force major claims alien was killed at Joint Base McGuire-Dix Lakehurst. Whoa. Lakehurst. Was an alien shot and killed in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey? A new book titled Strange Craft, the true story of an Air Force intelligence officer's life with UFOs, claims that a military police officer shot an extraterrestrial being at Fort Dix in the early morning hours of January 18th, 1978. Now this is done by author John L. Guerra. Uh, and it is done from the stories of retired Air Force Major George Filer III. Now, he is a decorated former intelligence officer for the 21st Air Force Military Airlift Command at the adjacent McGuire's Air Force Base. Filer, now 84 and living in Medford with his wife Janet, said that it's been an urban legend first promulgated by UFO enthusiasts since the early 1980s, it, huh. it is indeed true. Whoa. Now, in the freezing winter darkness of that day in January 1978, a bipedal creature described as about four feet in height and grayish-brown in color with a fat head, long arms, and slender body was shot to death with five rounds fired from a service member's 45-caliber handgun. Damn. As Guerra explains it in his book... The soldier had originally been in a police pickup truck driving through the wilderness of the base in pursuit of a strange, low-flying aircraft that had been observed passing through the military installation's airspace at about 2 a.m. that morning. Which I'm now excited. I can't wait to read this book. Yeah. I wonder uh, if we
0: could get this guy on at some point as well. So it's the 84-year-old that shot this person. But he is not the one who wrote the book. Someone wrote a book about it and they interviewed him.
1: Is that it? He has a ghost writer that he wrote the book with John Guerra. Okay. About an hour into the drive, the soldier soldier became aware in typical horror movie fashion that the craft, oval-shaped and radiating a blue-green glow, was hovering directly over his vehicle. That's when the creature emerged from the shadows on foot revealing itself to the soldier by stepping into the beams of the vehicle's headlights where the panicked MP drew his weapon, ordered the alien to freeze, and then fired. Which <laughs> is, is difficult with pr- there's a language barrier. But this is the problem. This is
0: why it's like if the aliens ever did come, the film Mars Attacks is probably the most accurate. You can't trust us. He just immediately shot this thing. Did the, did the entity approach him? Did it seem to be hostile? Or he's just like, don't recognize it, better
1: shoot it. That's what he did. He basically just didn't know what the hell it was, and he shot it. It could have been a young Muggsy Bugs. <laughs> and they just shot him right in the head. Oh, right? that's this horrible. is very, this is very, very difficult. Like you know, it's. I think it's indicative of this "shoot first, ask questions later" it's, policy that has been put inside of law enforcement for many years, which well, is actually not true. You just scared the shit out of. You, you got scared, but you saw an alien and you shot in the head. Well, what the hell happened then with the alien body? Well, as here, they did pick it up. There's a long story. There's stuff that I don't really want to bust because I want okay. to read this book now and I want to go through the I want to do this in more detail.
0: Awesome. So if anyone knows how to get in contact with that man, perhaps one of our crack staff members could figure it out. Uh, I would love to interview with him and speak with him um, because it seems like most stories we hear about incidents that occurred in the 70s um, from people who are now 84 years old are all horrible. So it sounds like, hey, this is actually one of the good ones. This sounds like one of the good old people who didn't get away with a series of heinous crimes. Uh, they actually just met an alien, and should he have shot it? I
1: guess that I would don't know. Be, uh, that's something up for debate. That is up for de- up for debate. But I would say this is again a wonderful, wonderful story. If you ever want to be truly amused with yourself, look up deathbed UFO confessions, because oh. this is the shit when it really comes out. Because that's when they start not giving a fuck. Right. And they're my favorite. One of my favorite UFO documentaries of all time is filled with it. It's called I Know What I Saw. (laughs) And it's still my favorite title of any documentary. And it is just a bunch of old men going when I saw but on the moon, they threatened to take away my badge. And I said, You could take my badge and shove it. Like, I love old, angry military men that are haunted by UFOs.
0: Oh, they are the absolute best. All right. Well, let's just do, let's just jump in to Hero of the Week, shall we? And this new song, it, it's from a fellow named Schmegma. He wants Shmegma? to be Al- Al- Alonzo Schmegma.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The way I would describe this. As it is sounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this week's Hero of the Week theme song coming in from Mr. Schmegma. Oh, yeah. This goes out to Henry and Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Holy toys. Soldier ass men. You yeah, fucking heard? You know what time it is. Oh, my God. Motherfucking hero of the
1: week i I have to, while um, you freaks, freaks. move on, psychos, nerds, and geeks. geeks. It's time to start clapping sheets geeks. for the motherfucking hero of the week. Geeks. Sit your pants and watch him ski. Sad stories make you geeks. Geeks. Oi, 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 to the beach. Freaks. It's time for the hero of the geeks. week. Hero, the
0: motherfucking hero. Woo! You know what, Henry? That is, like, we have our listeners. They are so talented. We see it on Instagram, all the great artwork. And then now we realize they're also great musicians. So talented,
1: we got lucky. This is, uh, you know, he did a good job (laughs) of of rapping, and I think it also really shows that we're with it. Oh, we're we're the hippest
0: guys around.
1: I think we're with it. We know what the kids love. They, you know, what they love, rap, the rippity rap, they love that rippity, rippity rap. I think it's a hip hop. Travis regularly uh, makes fun of us. Oh yeah! Do like, yeah, you yeah. remember when we were in we were in Berlin and we had that really nice like we someone put us on the list for a club? Yes, to go to some fancy fucking dance club, and we we're all like so excited. After the show, we're like, oh, we're gonna head over to this club. It's like, uh-huh. oh, and we're like, oh, it's eleven o'clock. Well, hopefully, we'll get over there in time. And I remember the Berlin man just and Travis looking at us and both of them saying, um, the club doesn't. Open until midnight, and, and we all went like, "Oh, that's going to get a Ugh. little." Although you know what, Henry, I did go to that club
0: with my buddy, and it was actually it was it wasn't uh, as overwhelming as I thought it was going to be. Although as soon as we got out of the cab, someone did ask if we wanted to buy cocaine, and I just liked it for the aesthetic. We didn't do it, but I thought that <laughs> that made it feel like we were at a club. I was like, "All right,
1: this is kind of fun." But then the promoter the promoter was also saying, "Don't like." don't offend the bouncer, don't make yourself seem uncool in line. And for you guys, that meant, like, don't talk about Jim Croce for an hour in line. (laughs) Oh, no, we didn't wait in line, no, no lines. (laughs) Yeah, I try not to bring up, I try to bring, like, bad, bad Leroy Brown when I show up at the EDM club. Yeah, it is said. All right. Well, Henry has a
0: serious hero of the week, and then I have an even more serious hero of the week. So let's just start. I'll just start with mine. Um, so this fella, you know, God God giveth and God taketh. Evidently, there was a man, and God gave him a 10-inch penis. And you wow. think, oh, wow, isn't that must be so nice for him. Um, but I've heard women say that's too big. They, you you've heard a lot of women say things about that yes yes you don't need all that no you don't need all of that that's no, right no 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 that no, hurts. no they're they not can't be
1: in the mood for that all the no, time you know they're know not what what just I mean?
0: trying to comfort you as you cuddle into their shoulder uh and cry <laughs> and cry they say no that's too big henry it's yours too is big. just right yeah so this man, uh, he was busted for shoplifting, but he wasn't shoplifting anything other than his ten-inch donger. His name mm. was Steve Whitehurst, and uh, he's a window fitter, which that must be a tough job, honestly. With a with a big sausage like that, Can't yeah, it's got to be always like lay it on the sill.
1: Right? I don't when know, what want it it on the top of it? That's got to be very dangerous.
0: I have no idea. Um, so he bought four hundred pounds worth of stuff at Scott's Menswear with his girlfriend Mandy Shenton. And her 18-month-old grandson, they're walking out, the manager started to argue with him, and uh, this is what the manager said, this is what he said, he said, the manager started to argue with me, she wouldn't let it go, I just kept, kept telling her that it was my penis, uh, and then eventually, <laughs> he, he goes on to say, eventually I dropped my trousers in front of everyone and just stood there in my boxing shorts and said, see? I've got nothing to hide.
1: I think he just wanted to show his fucking cock to this guy at the grocery store. No,
0: because that didn't satisfy her. She kept saying, what's that bulge? He said he (laughs) went to a cubicle with the male security guard at the local store in, quote, a store in stoke trent And Steve recalled, I dropped my boxers. He shook his head and ran out and spoke with the manager. I heard her say, please tell me he's got something down there. And the guy said, no. <laughs> so, I don't know why he's a hero, but I just thought it was funny. He called it is funny. Sunday outing the craziest experience of his life as the company, uh, you know, he complained to the company. And uh, his girlfriend said it was so humiliating. What they did to Steve was disgusting. But, buddy, hang on in there. And, you
1: know. Yeah, I'm sure his life is fucking fine, Kissel. He's got a steady job. He's got a 10 inch cock, and that's really all that matters at this point. <laughs> and he he has succeeded, and he went and he showed his dick at the grocery store like he was Paul Rubens, which he can do. I mean, does it doesn't make it does make an exciting day at the grocery store. I can fucking imagine. It does. It does. Well, either way, because every is, time I fucking show my penis at the grocery store, they're like, "Sir, we didn't want to know if you brought if you were trying to smuggle a jalapeno pepper out of this store." <laughs> All right, but here we go. So really, real- I just
0: wanted to tell that story. And that was this was the time to do it. But now, Henry, <laughs> let's talk
1: about someone who is a is a true hero and uh, and who has passed on. This is the story of a man named William Carlos. This was, uh, uh, someone just recently wrote this from the Washington Post by John Rook. Uh, there was a man named William Corliss. He led his life for the example of a man named Charles Fort. Charles Fort was an eccentric New York journalist who spent the early 1900s scouring newspapers and scientific publications for bizarre reports. Rains of blood and frogs, UFOs, ancient Roman coins plowed up in American fields. All of these crazy stories of the wild and the extraordinary and the paranormal okay. that he was trying to view at from a scientific angle. Now. Corliss was the same type of guy, and so for many years, for decades, he put together these giant handbooks of unusual phenomena, like one was called Handbook of Unusual Natural Phenomena, the uh, rare halos, mirages, anomalous rainbows, and related electromagnetic, electromagnetic phenomena, and so he created this legacy of compiling these examples of crazy stories that he tried to sort of go out from a scientific angle, but according to his son Jim who's now the last of this living of this family. Mm. His his entire archives are just slowly dwindling into nothing. Uh he has a website called science-frontiers.com that has been around like they've been talking about trying to keep his archive alive since nineteen ninety seven. And this is me as a is a reach out. If anybody has these books or 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 wants them, it's like I have a sort of a uh, obviously I'm getting to be pretty massive Paranormal book collection going on here at the studio. I'd love pairs of the. I'd love uh, uh, any sources of these books, PDFs of these books. We really need to keep his work alive. He spent many decades being the uh, this essentially a uh, rational. Sw- 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 quotation marks mm-hmm. rational force within the world of the paranormal and it's entire. this is our time if you have it if you have this shit i know some people out there i I imagine john tenney people who have any of these source books see if you got them and send them my way we got to keep these things alive all right there it is what was his name again henry william corliss william c-o-r-c-o-r-l-i-s-s
0: william corliss and the man which the and the man with the 10 inch penis heroes of the week Week. what what a duo okay well let's do some listener email and again you can always email the show at uh, at um, um at side stories lpotl at gmail.com that's side stories lpotl at gmail.com email the show we always love to hear from you so Henry you got some cool ass emails right
1: Yes, I'm now sifting through it because, first of all, already getting your listener pasta submissions. Yes, thank you. We will fucking keep them going. Can't wait. We're going to do at least one of these. I think we might have enough to do fucking two. That'd be awesome. Already. We might do two leading up to Halloween. A lot. We're trying to get as creepy as fucking possible at the end of October. We cannot fucking wait. Yep. But here we go. This one comes from G. I'm emailing you as a somewhat a tribute to my amazing dad, who died a few weeks ago in a motorbike accident. A badass until the end. Oh, he okay. spent almost 30 years of the police force and made it to the rank of detective chief inspector. As you can imagine, he had some crazy stories, and I wanted to share one of the craziest with you today. My dad got called into a crime scene involving a World War II vet. The man was laid out on his bed like he had simply fallen asleep except his hands were horribly mutilated and his head was missing entirely. After some searching, the head was found under the bed, also very, very badly disfigured. My dad realized this wasn't just some face-hand-based murder cult, but something much cuter. The man bred Pomeranians and had an unfortunate heart attack in his sleep. And it seems his beloved pooches having nothing to eat decided to eat on his face and hands. Aww. So your dogs may love you now, but if you die, you are nothing but jerky to them.
0: But <laughs> well, you know what? If I die and I didn't put on enough dog food for, uh, you know, what, two weeks before someone finally knocks on my apartment door to say, hey, maybe we'll check if he's still alive. Or, you know what? It'd be nice if someone could just check a little bit earlier, but that's okay. I'm not upset. I'm dead. I want my yes. dogs to nibble on me, and uh, I can be their final me- meal, unless, of course, then they turn rabid, and now we have 25 rabid Pomeranians running around. That can cause havoc, as we saw with the Chihuahuas, uh, the Chihuahua
1: gangs in Detroit. Oh, yes, that's right, the Chihuahua <laughs> gangs. That's right. Uh, I think that he, uh, you know. What do you do? You die, you die like you live. They're living a good He's having I, a good time. I'd have no problem if Puffin decided to eat me. If he if he's got to eat, <clears throat> you got to eat. Now this comes from a this is response to a story we did last week about that woman biting the camel's testicles. Ah yes, yes. This comes from Jay. Imagine the joy I felt when I heard hero of the week involved a woman biting the testicles of a camel, channeling her Sami ancestors, perhaps. Growing up, I was reminded on the regular that my female ancestors used to castrate reindeer with their teeth without ever drawing blood. The reason was I had the power to fuck up any and all the men's without them even knowing. The foundation of why I am the bad bitch I am today. (laughs) My family came from Wolo. Finland and trace their heritage back to the Anari Finn the Finnish Sami ethnicity ethnicity and Karelian I'm certain that I'm not butchering any of these names no a were, region yeah. which is now a part of Russia castration of reindeer happened annually to control herd numbers Doing so without breaking the skin meant there was little to no need for wound care or risk of infection. Being finished is awesome for lots of reasons, but this is up there. <laughs> and so she showed a video of it, of which is a Laplander reindeer castration that I saw. And basically what you do is you get your mouth up in the gooch area behind Ugh. the back of the balls. Okay. And you just crush it with your teeth. Like you crush the pipe that the the cum would go through Ugh. in the back of the balls. Okay,
0: and that's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I do have one uh, story here. It's just kind of a cute tale. I've been promised that it's real. Um, It's entitled "Bigfoot Stole My Doritos," uh, a true story. So that's why I've been (laughs) promised it's it's real. Bigfoot stole my Doritos. So you can imagine how hungry the Bigfoot must have been then. Uh, the story goes, I was camping a few years ago with my now ex-girlfriend. I'm sorry that it didn't work out, but that's okay, because there's always somebody else. Uh, this, we were, thank you. Thank you, Kissel. No problem. We were deep in the woods, really pushing ourselves. One night, I awoke to a sound outside a tent, and a smell like dead skunk and cat piss. <laughs> and cat, <pissed. laughs> cat
1: piss. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> God damn it. You smell like cat pussy out here. <laughs>
0: How do you know what that smells like, sir?
1: Cat pussy. I know for a fact, as I'm uh, a. <laughs> I stiff my cat's dick regularly.
0: Uh huh. All right. So anyway, it smells like a dead skunk and cat piss. I've heard that you smell bears before you see them, so I thought it was just a bear trying to get our food, which I had hung in a tree about 100 feet away. That's how you do it. Good job. I grab my headlamp and shout, yeah, bear, yeah, as I unzip the tent. But <laughs> when my light finally settled on the culprit, I realized it wasn't a bear. It was a goddamn Sasquatch. He had climbed the tree and torn asunder my food sack. And there in his big furry hands was a bag of cool Ranch doritos instinctively i yelled put down my doritos and oddly enough he did we kind of locked eyes for a second and i could tell it was studying me my heart was beating (laughs) a mile a minute but calmly i said "Ah, go ahead and take them they're probably all crunched up now anyway it sat there, not understanding English. I guess I pointed down to the Doritos and nodded. Bigfoot got the message, picked up the bag, and quietly walked back into the darkness. He recalled this moment many times, and everyone asks, Where did this happen? But he'll never tell. Looking into those eyes that night, so human like and intelligent, I know Sasquatch deserves privacy and the occasional bag of tortilla chips. Where,
1: is there any uh, listing of your whereabouts on this night? What year is this? <laughs> This I is very. This is
0: your mo. We don't have. We don't have a listing. And you know, I do. Like no, it doesn't it have
1: you mixing all of the snacks from a hotel bar in uh, a bowl on your lap while you're shitting. Yeah. You Also, this is the other thing. You <laughs> made fun of me at the very top of the episode for multitasking, but you often eat on the toilet. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Which is, it is it technically is worse? more disgusting. It is worse. Amen. Glass houses. That's. I. I don't throw. Hey, I don't throw no stones. You stoves. just
0: did. I you don't did throw stones.
1: This one last letter shows why you shouldn't yell at me. Okay. This comes from H. She came to the Berlin Live, so she oh, is what she to say. Hello, she came from Krakow, and it was so happy that you came and met us at the meet and greet. So here's a letter that she wrote. Henry, you may have a reason to gloat about your heritage. Your name, originally spelled Zebrowski and pronounced Zebrowski with the J like in the French name Jean, so it could be Zebrowski, may mean that you have noble ancestors. The Zabrowski noble family was probably around in the 15th century and definitely in the 17th century. It started with the Polish king giving his knights rights to some land in central Poland. They started their own settlements and the family grew, and some of them are still around. Their family crest used to be the goat and an eagle under a crown, and the family proclamation, a kind of motto, was Respect to the noble, to the despicable disdain. That's that it. is, I cannot believe you chose
0: to read the email. It's a lie of an email. No, also, it's not. It's Polish, Polish
1: royalty. Polish royalty.
0: <laughs> I don't. That's
1: know. Polish royalty, buddy. <laughs> That's big. That's big. Wait till uh, I go to the fatherland. One, da- one day I'll go.
0: Yes, we could have gone. We should have gone uh, when we were out there in Berlin, but Berlin was too nice. It sucked us in. And yeah, uh, I was having
1: w- too much of a good time. We were just so sick by the end, too, that it was just like, oh. I'm not ready for Auschwitz.
0: No, I know. Marcus and Carolina went to Auschwitz, and I am going to have to – my brain is going to have to be stronger than it was by the end of our three-week tour because I was just about to cry walking down the street for no reason, just like looking at a pigeon.
1: Can you believe – can you believe her in Berlin? Yeah, if I went to fucking oh. Auschwitz, it would just be me just dumbfounded, just staring at shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just, oh. But anyway, uh, Marcus will, I'm sure, talk to us about that experience on the next fit episode of the uh, last podcast on the left. So, um, well, thanks everyone for your support. Thank you so much for supporting all the shows here. Ableton's Top Bad, Wizard of Bruiser, page seven. You know where to find them. Check them out, rate and review. and um, And thanks for the great response, honestly, on the Mormonism series. I've gotten so many DMs. It's been incredible. I did get one man who said, I've been a little bit hard on Christians. Not all Christians. Uh, I'm just talking about my experience with the evangelical community.
1: The difference is that we've had these experiences with bad Christians, so that's the reason why we have these stories. It's not just blind malignment of them. We legitimately just have had problems with them, and yes, we understand that not each individual Christian No,
0: and everyone, you know what I always say, Henry. Whatever you got to do in this world to survive, as long as you don't uh, hurt other people, I understand. You got it. I've never heard you say it before, but I'm glad
1: you said it. I've said it before. Oh, I've said it before. Oh, but mostly it's us at like I think you might have said it at some point at 3 a.m. in Dublin because you don't listen. I do Uh, listen. All I do is listen. Oh my god, that's what I say,
0: Henry. All I do is listen. (laughs) Technically, that's all we do.
1: Um, All right. (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for listening, (laughs) Henry. Just just give him a give, give him a triple L. Hey guys. Oh, number one, before we go, I want to say, uh, uh, senior Ed Larson and I have a show yes. in Los Angeles. We do a show called classy night out at the Pac theater in Los Angeles. It is Wednesday, October 9th. It is free, but donations are accepted. So fucking show up to that show because people line up and it's fun. No cameras allowed. So, you know what it means? Oh, we can really fly free out there. You can fly free. And of course, it's
0: Ed Larson's birthday in the very near future Saturday. So, yeah, on Saturday. So, wish Ed,
1: wish him a happy birthday. Send him a ham. Send him a ham. If you would. Oh,
0: my God. That would be amazing.
1: He'd love a ham. Anyway, oh, God. He'd love, love a ham. ham. Um, love every day, love every day. Like you just figured out this is the proper Joker makeup that I'm I'm really excited. I'm going to do an open mic with this and everybody's going to love it. I can't wait. Live every day. Like you're after that open mic and maybe you're wiping off your Joker makeup and you're thinking, oh man, oh man, I'm so angry with the fact that nobody laughed. I'm going to get, I'm going to really take it out on everybody because I never had a girlfriend. But then you know what you do? You look in the, you look in the mirror and you laugh. And you laugh because that's what a clown's job is. You got you to gotta laugh first. You got to laugh first or nobody else is going to be laughing. They're going to be crying because you're going to be bringing a gun into a school. So what that's you do it. is just keep laughing. Even if it does sound like, a, you know, useless barks. eventually it will grow genuine. Yes, I understand will. that uh, if the women don't like you out there, it's probably your fault. So what you got to do is you got to just kind of flip it or reverse it. And understand what it is that makes that is special about you. And if you can just make one person smile, maybe just that. You can make yourself smile. Okay. Did you
0: do the love one though? Yeah, at the top. I mixed it all around. Alright, there we go. Thank you all so much for listening. Never forget. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Mmm. Oh yeah. Hail me. Oh yeah, buddy. I think you're gonna oh, be a great yeah. father to Casey Anthony's child.
1: I uh, Natalie won't let me <laughs> I said I'd just mail my sperm Yeah, no mail That's a great idea, Henry then No, you, but then you pre- do no.
0: Casey Anthony
1: No, I just I would just I'm not gonna i obviously ask I would send a letter first asking for permission okay. for me to send my sperm in the mail Perfect This show is made possible by listeners like you Thanks to our ad sponsors You can support our shows by supporting them For more shows like the one you just listened to Go to LastPodcastNetwork.com
0: McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburger. Today's review, the hotter, juicier classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, Bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Bravo. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries, for a limited time. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any of the offer compares to the prior classic burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.